Do you have a top three restaurants you would recommend to somebody if they came to Wichita and didn't know anything? Oh yeah. Well, number one, like you have to go to Little Saigon. Welcome back to another episode of the Wichita Life Podcast. My name is Landon. Thank you to our sponsor, Il Primo Espresso Cafe. You can find them conveniently located at Central and Woodlawn or on the bottom floor of the Epic Center. Plain and simple, Il Primo is not only the oldest coffee shop in town, but one of our favorites. Stop by today for all of your caffeine needs. Today's guest is Troy Trussell. Troy owns Trussell Media, which is a complete media company who specializes in professional videography, podcast production, and drone footage. He also runs Live Local, where he and Darren Hackney try all of the delicious food in Wichita, as well as various food challenges. We talk about his videography business, his favorite restaurants in Wichita, and how to eat a pupusa. I hope you enjoy our conversation with Troy Trussell. All right, we're here with Troy Trussell. How you doing, Troy? Hey, good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be in the studio. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name's Troy Trussell. I own Trussell Media. It's a video production company here in Wichita, and, and we do a lot of things uh, as it pertains to video and podcasting. So that's kind of a little bit about me and my business. Yeah. I am a local foodie, though, because uh, I love to eat good food. That's that's something that's in my everyday life. It's Ab- good absolutely. food. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that's the where I kind of first saw your stuff. I think Live Local was just, yeah, doing some of the food reviews and stuff like that. So that makes yeah. sense. Um, so tell us a little bit about, like, what's your connection to Wichita? How long you been here? Are you from here? What's that look like? Oh, yeah. So uh, we are not actually from here, my family and I. We, I grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana. So I was I was born there, lived there. Third, good food. Good food. Really good food. I love crawfish. It's probably my favorite thing to eat still. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana. I lived there for 30 years. Uh, got married about a year before we moved up to Wichita. And uh, Wichita kind of wasn't ever on the radar. I never really heard about it. But four years prior to us moving here, my sister and her family, mm-hmm. they moved up here because my brother-in-law worked for uh, a, a large marketing company Mm -hmm. or not marketing, but manufacturing company up here. And, uh, so I was sending out resumes to different cities because we wanted to get out of Shreveport and Wichita said, Hey, if you move here, we'll, we'll interview you, Mm -hmm. you know? And that was the best. That was the only positive feedback I was getting from any of my resumes anywhere. Cause we were sending stuff to new Orleans, Dallas, Oklahoma, just everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, so since I'm the Wichita, cause I had family here and, Mm -hmm. People wanted to talk to me, so here we came. Yeah, that was sure. yeah, that was back in 2011. So we've okay. been here 11 years. Very cool. Yeah. And this was videography, uh, graphic design related work, or uh, it was video related work. But I got hired on as my first job as a uh, marketing director for a background screening firm Very cool. here in town. Okay. So awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so how does the food compare to Louisiana? Now, Midwestern food as a whole. If you don't get out and look for all the good culture, food, and restaurants out there, it from a Louisianan, it, it's pretty bland. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always had to add a little spice to yeah. it. And when we first moved up here, there's a seasoning called Tony's mm-hmm. Saturay, mm-hmm. and they didn't have it here. 
even Walmart didn't even carry it here back then. And so a couple of years into it, it started popping up and showing up at, mm-hmm. at Walmarts and stuff. Yeah. Before that, I was having my parents mail it to me. Oh yeah, for so. sure. <laughs> you have to, you got to get your fix somehow. Exactly. Like Amazon or somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's true. I think a lot of people, I mean, the food scene in Wichita is very diverse. And I think there's people yeah. that, I mean, I love Freddy's. I love, I love some of the basics stuff, right, which yeah. company, but then like a couple of days ago, uh, my brother just went down to Mexico before he left. Um, we went to, I don't even know how you say it. It's one of the pupusa places. Oh yeah. And it's amazing. I've never had a pupusa before. Pupusas and th- are and there's very like good. Four, three or four Salvadorian restaurants right there on that street. And yeah. like, this is crazy. Like I didn't even know about this and I've been here most of my life. So. Yeah. And so we, we did a video at one of them for live local mm-hmm. and, uh, Darren and I, uh, on the show, we were cutting it with a knife and a fork. And to this day, I think we put that video up a year and a half ago. <laughs> I, I got a comment the other day that said, stop using fork, like silverware when you eat a pupusa. Just pick it up with your hands. Okay. Like, it's like a big thing. I was going to ask because my brother was using a fork. And I was like, oh, I was just going to grab it with my hand. And he's yeah. like, oh, I, he doesn't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we don't know. Well, well, yeah, we didn't but, know either. But now I know. Okay. Yeah. So, it makes sense because it's all on the inside. So why wouldn't you just grab your with your hands? I know. And I feel like... I don't know. It's it felt like we we really did something wrong, right? Because people were just blasting that video, mm-hmm. and hey, even negative comments on a video like that on YouTube is good for oh, yeah. good for oh, the yeah. video. So I was just <laughs> like, yeah, we got it. That's funny. We'll, we'll pick it up next time. <laughs> I've heard uh, some people do that. I listen to a couple of podcasts that do like the they throw it up on TikTok and stuff, and they'll say say things or type things intentionally wrong. Because oh, they yeah. know they're going to get the <laughs> feedback and then they can play dumb in the comments back. So they're getting double the feedback. And oh, engagement that's, boost it, but, yeah, that's funny. Um, so Trussell Media, um, you started that. Did, were you running that prior to moving to Wichita? Um, it was, it's, it's evolved. Yeah. I'll say that because I worked for an advertising uh, firm in Shreveport mm-hmm. and I did weddings. I shot weddings on the side with, with one of the guys that I worked there. Um, we used the company's camera equipment because the mm-hmm. boss said yeah hey i want to make some extra money on weekends yeah you can use it go perfect go shoot weddings yeah. so i started doing that back in 2004 <clears throat> and when we moved i i did i still had cameras and i kind of did it as a side hustle mm-hmm. when, when i was the director of marketing for the other company mm-hmm. so that's kind of how trussell media started and since then it's just evolved into yeah to what it is today so you started out videography. Um, I was looking at the website a little bit. Drone videography, YouTube management, podcast production, and then just kind of general other videography. What was kind of, how did that snowball? So it started out with weddings. What was next and where are you at today? Yeah, so weddings was a big part of our revenue stream up until 2020 mm. when mm-hmm. everything went crazy, right? And so I knew I had to pivot and, and figure out a way to make to make money, uh, not relying on weddings. Right. And so the the real estate market opened up for me then because realtors couldn't go show houses right, right. Uh, during the pandemic. And so we were going in making videos of houses for their listings. Mm-hmm. And so that, that side of it kind of blew up for me. Then I started thinking, well, why don't I just get back into doing videos for businesses? Because I used to do it at the advertising agency. Why don't I do that with Trussell Media? And so that's kind of where I jumped in. Yeah. And in, you know, right before the shutdown and everything, I joined a BNI networking group here mm-hmm. in Wichita and have made a lot of huge connections uh, there in the community. And that has really 
what kind of sparked the trustful media to to be back in making videos for businesses so. for sure and so when you say make videos for business is this like a video that just goes up on their website this kind of like i don't know kind of cool b-roll footage is it them talking to the camera what does that look like yeah so we can do all kinds of videos for businesses that's one of the main ones like you mentioned there's informational videos mm -hmm. that they can put on their their homepage or their website they can cut it up they can use snippets of it for their social media content uh, we also do client testimonials because everybody loves a good Google review, right? Mm -hmm. And that, you know, gets a lot of searchability. But if you put that Google review into a video that people can watch and we can cut it up, cut those up again into like 60 second reels, you can share those all over your social media and people, you know, you have clients talking good about your business. That's mm -hmm. some of the best advertising you can have. So. For sure. Um, so you mentioned real estate. Who's your ideal client? Like, is it a specific type of business, any type of business? What does that look like? It's really, uh, I would say our, you know, the, the people we go after are people that are really into marketing themselves. Yeah. Um, if they have a presence on social media where they're just posting pictures or just putting out content, mm -hmm. that's not necessarily video or maybe it is video and they're doing it themselves and they're right. ready to upgrade to some more quality you know, videos out there. That's, right. that's kind of who we go after. Oh yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, what part do you enjoy the most? Do you enjoy the shooting, doing the podcast stuff, editing this stuff? Where do you, where do you feel most comfortable? Yeah. Um, I like going out and shooting and being with the client mm -hmm. and creating the content. Uh, that, that is probably the most fun for me Yeah. is cause I get to, you know, I, I like being around people uh, in small settings. Yeah. I don't like large crowds sure, and stuff, but sure. I love, love, like I love this and yeah. I love, uh, meeting new people and getting to know, especially getting to know them and about their business. Mm -hmm. And man, if they love food, like we can talk all day. Oh yeah. For I, had, sure. I had a potential client come in here today or the other day and we just hit it off immediately because we both have Little Saigon is our, oh, yeah. is our favorite pl place to eat. Yeah. And so he was like, man, you got to order this dish because my son orders it. And, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. So just learning about other people's businesses and their yeah. life and, and what they do is, Absolutely. is what I love. I, I can so. definitely empathize with the smaller group being a little more comfortable and oh, yeah. love being around people, but just, yeah, smaller groups for sure. Yeah. Um, well, while you touch on Little Saigon, would you have a go-to dish there? Yeah. My wife was just talking about it the other day. So Yeah, I love B8. B8, okay. Yeah, it's a noodle dish yeah. with the lettuce in it. Mm -hmm. It comes with shrimp and an egg roll and then the the sweet sauce that you pour pour okay. onto it. But I always eat the egg roll with the sweet sauce mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. And then I, you got to pinch the tails off the shrimp to mix it all up sure. in there. And then that's how I eat it, man. It's Perfect. so good. It's my favorite. It's probably my favorite dish in Wichita. That's I might have to get that. I think we're going to go next week. So I'll yeah. definitely uh, give that one yeah, a try. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Um what does your team look like? Is it just you? Do you have some people? What does that look like? So for the most part, it's me, but I do have an editor mm -hmm. that, that works alongside me on certain projects. And uh, we had a salesperson last year, but she had to step step away, mm -hmm. ho hoping to get her back soon. Sure. But we're, we are actually looking right now for a salesperson. So if you know anybody, send that's, them That's up. the bat signal. If yeah. you see it, come if on you, down. If you have sales experience, we'd love to talk to you. So... But yeah, over this past year, I would say we've had our most growth. Good. Um, so I've had to hire an editor mm -hmm. to, to help me out, and it's not slowing down. So video is is here to stay, and good to hear. And I'm excited about yeah, that. Yeah, business is good. Yeah. Um, what do you have a? I mean, you do the short form uh, 
the testimonials and stuff like that. How do you look at kind of TikTok versus reels versus shorts? Are you, do you just make the video and blast it? Do you put more effort into one or the other? Yeah. Well, I always tell uh, companies when I meet with them, you know, the first place you want to put your videos on YouTube because mm. uh, YouTube is really it's the most watched video platform still today out there being right. 80% over, over the other ones. Um, so I tell them the host use banging on my microphone here. Uh, I tell them to host the videos on YouTube. So you have a, a platform that you can create a channel. You can have, you know, a link to each video mm -hmm. to share out whether it be to your website. Yep. Uh, we don't tell people to share links on other social media because yeah. social media you know, platforms, they want you to stay on that social media platform. Yeah, they'll throttle it, yeah. Yeah, so we tell them, you know, upload to YouTube first so you can share to your website. You can create shorts on there to drive people to your channel. And then those same, the same content that you put on YouTube, we just tell everybody to, to, po to upload that directly to Facebook yeah. and Instagram. And if they're into TikTok, do it. I personally don't have a lot of clients that do TikTok. Right. But if you're really wanting to, to reach the younger audiences. I mean, that's what people are saying where you need to right. be. So yeah. I, it's a hard balance for me. I mean, Wichita life is, I mean, live local, Wichita life kind of similar deal. Yeah. It's like, if you go viral on TikTok, is that, I mean, it's awesome. It's cool, but like, yeah, it's not how many people live in Wichita. You know what I mean? Like it's cool because <laughs> right. you're drawing attention to Wichita, I guess, but it's like, yeah. How much is a value of you worth that's outside of Wichita? I don't know. It's hard to measure that versus like, I don't know. Instagram following is like, hopefully people in town or something like that. But yeah, that's something I'm always thinking about. Yeah. Um, what sets you apart from other videographers in town? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I'd probably answer that by saying experience. Yeah. Um, and we, we try to do the best quality video, tell the best story that we can. Um, even with our client testimonials, um, those can, can be hard to, blend together mm -hmm. from different people's answers to actually tell a story. Um, but I feel like myself and, and my editor that I have working with me, uh, we do that pretty well. Mm -hmm. And really I learned how to do storytelling through filming wedding, wedding videos. Yeah, absolutely. Cause if you can take the, the bride and groom story of how they met and get them to tell the story of how they met and everything. And then, piece that together with the beautiful images you get of their day. Mm -hmm. Like it, it can be a masterpiece. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I've seen some of those. Yeah. Beautiful wedding videos. Yeah. <clears throat> um, something that always made me not make me nervous, but would make me nervous if I shot weddings is like some of those moments, you don't get a second chance to like, if you're shooting a video testimonial it's for true. a business, like you could shoot it a thousand times, but a wedding, it's like, if you miss their first kiss after they've been kind of pronounced, that's, that would yeah. make me nervous. But yeah, it's true. I mean, the first few years I was doing it, yeah, that always came into play. Mm -hmm. Like, I got to get this stuff downloaded because what if what if it breaks? I mean, the first we used to shoot on mini eight mm -hmm. tapes, you know, mm -hmm. so it's before digital, and it's like, man, I hope I hope this tape doesn't break. Or <laughs> there's always that fear. I have a recurring dream <laughs> that, especially when I was shooting weddings full time, uh, that I would show up to a wedding and I wouldn't have all my gear. And I would be running around, hand held it, hand holding a camera, and like yeah. tripods fall, falling over. Just it's, and I still have it today. It's like still waking up from like a thinking you missed a test. Like haven't been in yeah. school forever, but you still have that dream. Yeah. Um, 
I had a friend that actually was shooting weddings while she was going through school and that happened. Like her oh, file no. got corrupted or whatever happened, lost everything. Oh, like that man. would be the, yeah, my worst nightmare having to tell a client like I lost everything for your big day and yeah, that'd be a nightmare. Yeah, that would hurt. I, I, I am skeptical of technology still, like when I'm recording my own podcast. So for a while I was just doing, um, like on my phone, I'd sit on the table and we'd use the voice memo for the first, I don't know, 10 or 12 podcasts. Yeah. Um, and so I was re recording with uh, Jake Wayman actually. Oh yeah. And uh, we were at Panera, which was a terrible location because there was, <laughs> it was 6 a.m. as soon as they opened and they had the overhead music, but it was like my fourth pie. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Um, so there was definitely like some like coffee shop Panera music over the background, <laughs> but uh, I would stop it every 15 or 20 minutes just to make sure it saved in case oh, I lost yeah. part of it. I don't lose everything. So the first 15 minutes, smooth. The next chunk, I hit pause and it should save and it just disappeared. Oh gosh. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. And so we like redid it, but like the second time through is not as good. Like it's not as authentic. I'm asking the same questions. He's trying to give the same answer. Right. Um, still, still a great interview, but it wasn't as good. And then we record the end, it was great. I go home or go to work or whatever. And uh, it, it appeared. It had like gone up to the cloud and then came back. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, oh my gosh, this is, so I'm always like super skeptical of technology right. and, but you've got a great setup. So yeah. this makes me at ease, but good, good. <laughs> um, you put out these short form clips, um, on Instagram specifically is where I've seen them, um, mm -hmm. giving kind of tips for whatever that is business or just video tips. Um, I think that also helps you stand out. I think that's a, it's kind of like proving your expertise almost while providing like free tips. Yeah. Um, what are some of those tips or what are common mistakes that people make with content? Um, the first thing I think people do is they don't create content, right? And that, that was me for a long time in the industry. You know, I've said before, like the barber always has the worst haircut because he doesn't have time to cut right. his own hair, right? Because yeah. he's always busy cutting hair. Well, it's the same thing in our industry. Uh, it's hard to find time to make videos for your business right. when, you know, you're always out shooting videos or editing videos for clients that you've already made. So I have a client, uh, her name's uh, Leslie. She's a realtor. And I started working with her last March. And she started doing these videos where she talks in front of the camera. Just talking about her industry and being mm -hmm. a realtor and giving tips to buyers, sellers, other real estate agents, all this stuff. And in, I think, three months, she got so popular that Facebook, you know, started paying her for her reels. That's the, awesome. The max amount that she could get. And so she was like, well, this is great. Now I got you paid for. Let's keep going. Let's keep yeah, on going and yeah. see what we can do. And so I think, you know, I guess we're at 10 months now or nine months in. Uh, she has hit a couple of videos have hit over a million. That's amazing. A million views. And so I was looking at that and I'm like this. We sit down for two to three hours once a month. She cranks out 60 videos and she's got really good at it. Right. She cranks them out and then posts them to a day. And this has catapulted her to be like the top sure. social or the top realtor on social media, at least right. in the Wichita area. And, you know, I was looking at that like, man, why am I not doing this? I know some things. I don't know everything, right. but I know some things that will help some people. And so I just started creating content. And so now right now, I think I have some some content that I put out with me just talking about tips uh, and then also have, I did a bunch of client testimonials for Trussell Media, so mm -hmm. clients that I've helped uh, do videos for. And I'm kind of <laughs> rotating those in and out with 
sure. with me giving tips and stuff. So no, that's a good, that's super cool. I didn't, I haven't heard about that. That's really cool. That's yeah, a great example of how, yeah, the power of the internet. And that's oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, what do you wish you knew when you started Crystal Media that you oh. know now besides just pump out content? Yeah, this, that's funny you asked that because I, I made a video the other day talking about, man, I wish, I wish I had the maturity that I have now back in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I used to think about that a lot, but I, you know, I, I don't need to dwell on the past. I need right. to focus on the present today so that when I'm in the future, I can be proud of what I'm, what I'm doing today. So just focus is kind of I love that where I've been. I love that. Yeah. Um, we'll shift gears just a little bit. Um, yeah. Live Local. Um, tell us a little bit about Live Local. So Live Local started uh, with my love of food. And uh, so a good friend of mine, Darren Hackney, he's a photography and photographer in town here. We used to meet up and go eat tacos uh, just at random places, mm-hmm. you know, hole in the walls that are like, oh, is this place condemned? And then you open the door and it's like, oh, it's a really nice establishment. You mm-hmm. know, like El Fogon is one of those oh, places. yep. yep phenomenal tacos but it just looks kind of sketchy on the outside uh but we would go meet up for tacos and i had this idea like hey why don't we film this and just share this with people it'll give you know people of wichita a new place to go eat and then it'll uh shine some light on the restaurant that may need some help and we started in 2019 and we kept going through the pandemic because we thought you know this like one of the best times to Mm -hmm. to shine light on these places and so in our quest for good tacos, it just kind of turned into, you know, let's just hit as many restaurants as we can yeah. and uh, eat some good food and, and share it with Wichita and hopefully surrounding areas and, and other places. Yeah, so. for sure. And I love the content. Did it, did it start out as Live Local or did you put it out? Did you guys put it out? What did that? Yeah, it started out as Live Local. And actually my wife came up with that name because yeah. she was like, well, what if it ever expanded beyond Wichita? You know, yeah. let's not name it something Wichita. For I sure. mean, it is definitely Wichita based and, and has, you know, I, I think it always will be. Right. But she was like, oh, let's just call it Live Local yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's great. For sure. <laughs> well, also, like, what if you just go on a trip for a week or two or something and, like, right. food was the focus? You could do, yeah, Live Local wherever, KC yeah. or New York or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. I actually did that. We went back to, went back to Shreveport. Yeah. I had to go back, unfortunately, for a funeral. But I went to one of my favorite spots there mm-hmm. and I had my sister just film me on my phone because mm-hmm. that's all we had. I didn't travel with all my gear and stuff. And it turned out great. Yeah. So we were living local in Shreveport. Very cool. So. Do you get any weird looks when you got the camera around the food and talking to camera and all that? Yeah. Yeah, I do get people looking at me and stuff. And, and that's honestly, that's been a big hurdle for me to jump because I'm pretty introverted yep. and I don't like to draw a lot of attention to myself. I get that. I get that. <laughs> and when I got a camera sitting on the table and I'm eating, people are, people are staring. Uh-huh. And when Darren's with me, it makes it a lot easier because we're kind of tag teaming it. And, and he's also super bubbly. So he's yes, a, he a little more outgoing. Yeah. Yeah. He does bring a good comedy element yeah. to, to the videos for sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Cause I'll do, <clears throat> I mean, a lot of people in town kind of do them now, but the little reels just walking around new restaurants that I've heard new to me um, and kind of share those or donut places. I go to donut places a lot with my daughter. And so we share those, but I don't even talk over the top. So it's like the two seconds of somebody seeing me do that versus like, yeah, having a camera actually pointing at you eating it would yeah. be a, a whole nother step. step yeah. Up. Um, you guys are almost at a thousand YouTube subscribers. We're so close. You're con- congrats. <laughs> yeah. I looked at that this morning. Let's try to get you, push you over. Yeah. Um, 
I think we're at like 859. 859. I looked this morning. So yeah. that's what I've written down. <laughs> um, was that pretty consistent? Do you think like posting a lot of shorts, did that boost it up? What, what contributed the most? I think, uh, for, for about two years, we were pretty consistent with doing one video a week. Mm-hmm. And then when shorts came out on YouTube, we, we started posting a lot of those. Mm-hmm. And that did boost it yeah. uh, quite a bit. Over the past two or three months, uh, Darren and I have both gotten so busy with, with mm-hmm. like, I'm busy with Trussell Media. He's busy with A- actual work. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> actual work where we get like real dollars, right? Because right. I, uh, I think we've made like 20 bucks on live local. Yeah. We, we just do it for, for the fun of it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we, we got so busy. We, we, I think we posted one video every two months, mm-hmm. you know, over the past sure. half year or so, sure. but we're, we're getting back into it. We got some good ideas to moving forward, changing up the content a little bit. Sure. So, um, well you can speak on that if you want, or just what are some of the other food challenges you've done? Um, that kind of thing. I'll bring up first the hot, hot wing challenge, kind of the yeah. hot ones version. Um, you guys had me on and I'll definitely share that again. Um, but that was a lot of fun. I love it. That type of stuff. Yeah, that was fun. We, we, I think we called it the hot wings challenge or the chicken wing yeah, challenge because yeah. we didn't want to totally rip off hot ones. Yeah, yeah. But of course that's where we got the idea. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. We interviewed, uh, you and Jillian Carroll yeah. and Samantha Lucerini and a yep. couple other people, Ben Myers. Yeah. yeah. We have a, a good series of that. Uh, on the YouTube channel. And we're going to do Fayola, Mr. Yeah. Wichita himself yep. Yep. soon. So that'll be coming out. Yeah. But yeah, we do that. And uh, just some other series that we've that we've thought about. We haven't filmed them yet. We, we've thought about doing kind of like a like a secret shopper. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be hard to do with a camera. Right. <laughs> but but so, something like that to kind of make them a little bit more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I always see like it'll be the most random stuff in like a random city. And I'm like, oh, man. I want to recreate that for Wichita. Yeah. And so I was just listening to a podcast. Um, I have actually hadn't seen very many of these clips, but this guy, I think his name's Caleb Simpson, but okay. he walks around New York and he says, how much do you pay for rent? Cause I mean, in New York, it's probably more applicable, but then he like goes yeah. to their house and tours their apartment or their house. Oh, or whatever. Wow. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, what does that look like in Wichita? Cause I think there was another, I don't know who puts these out Zillow or whatever, but like Wichita is like the number one, most affordable place. But it's like, Let's, let's show that. What does that look like? Like, how much are you paying for it at a downtown yeah. apartment in Wichita versus New York? Like, it's 800 bucks versus 5,000 or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I always like, how can I apply that? I haven't done a lot of those, but I have a document that's just way too long of ideas. And, right. But yeah, for sure. Um, I guess, do you want to, uh, do you have any other specific big plans for that coming up? Or is it just hopefully putting out more content for, with Live Local? So, yeah, hopefully putting out more content. An- another <clears throat> idea that we've tossing around is uh, doing a podcast with local chefs yeah. and and just talking about food and, and you know, what's coming up, what do they see coming up in the industry? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Wichita, I feel like the coasts, you know, the east and west coast of the United States, like that's where all the things, yep. the cool hip things start and then yep. they kind of move into centrally, right? Slowly but surely, yeah. And I feel like Wichita is a place that, that does things last or like we're like eight years behind everybody yep. else or something. <clears throat> For the most part, yeah. Yeah, so just talking to chefs and local chefs and hearing like mm-hmm. what they're seeing and, and what's coming up, I think would be like a fun series to do. No, I love that. And I, I love the idea of like, niching down further and further. So it's like, yeah, there's interview podcasts and there's interview podcasts in Wichita. There's an interview podcast with business owners. And now you're like chefs specifically. I love that idea of like just niching down. Like those, I think that's where you get the most traction. And I don't know. Yeah. I've always heard that's kind of the way to go. Um, 
Speaking of podcasts, sitting in your podcast studio again, mm-hmm. if you guys are interested, hit up Troy. Yes. Um, what, how, I guess, what's your history with podcasts? You have the hard-headed podcast. Talk a little bit about that. What else? Um, background. Yeah. So it's funny you mentioned the, the voice uh, recorder on the phone because the first podcast I ever did was back at the advertise, advertising agency in Shreveport. Mm-hmm. Uh, another designer and myself, we just you know, noticed the voice memo on there and was like, man, what if we did this silly show? And every episode, I think, was like three to five minutes long. Mm-hmm. And we called it the Troy and Travis show. Mm-hmm. And it was Troy and Travis hosted the show. And we always made fun of this other girl that was <laughs> not made fun of her, but sure. had fun with her right. on the show. And uh, we did voices. Mm-hmm. So we did like all these from like 80s cartoons, like Skeletor and He-Man and all. It was just so dumb. But but it was a lot of fun for us. And the f- we had our email and everything out there to where you could contact us. Mm-hmm. And one day we got an email from like Richmond, Virginia, of somebody that was like, hey, we love your show. That's so funny. Keep it up, guys. And that was back in 2007. Wow. When, you you could have been we Joe were, Rogan. I <laughs> could have been. <laughs> but that's kind of where it, where it awesome. started. Yeah. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And then once we moved up here, I, I did a show. We were filming a, a hunting show with me and four, four other guys, four or five other guys. And along with that show, we did a podcast. Yeah. And so that's kind of the first professional podcast that we did. We did it in a recording studio. One of the guys in his basement, his parents like had this set up Mm -hmm. and it was awesome. So, so we did that. And then from that, that's kind of where the hard headed podcast came from. Cause when Mm -hmm. that hunting show was no more, two of the guys that were in that hunting show Mm -hmm. and did that podcast. We had so much fun doing that podcast. We created the hard headed podcast. Nice. And so we've been doing it for two years. Uh, We release every Thursday at 4 PM. Still actively releasing. Still actively releasing. It's called the hard headed podcast. And on it, it's me and my brother-in-law and another friend of ours, Matt Amos. And uh, we talk about, you know, news, politics, stuff that just grinds our gears. That's why it's called hard headed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we have another segment called top three, where we talk about top three favorite things or top three things we hate mm-hmm. is just any, any subject could be there. And then we end it with a good word, whether it's, you know, something from the Bible, uh, like a devotion mm-hmm. or, or just positive thoughts. Sure. So I love that. Just kind of, it takes the course of a conversation, right? Normally you meet somebody, you talk about what's going on in the yep. world and you may talk about some things that you dislike or love. Right. And then you always want to end a, good, a conversation with a good word. So that's kind of where it came from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have goals with that or is that just weekly kind of talk shop? Yeah, it's kind of a weekly talk shop. Lately, we've just been we been trying to, to get more downloads on it, of course. And, mm-hmm. and we've been pulling. So we're on YouTube and anywhere you can get podcasts, sure. Apple, Spotify, yeah, yeah. all of them. Uh, but with the YouTube stuff, because we do video as well, we've been making a lot of shorts with it and posting um, on Instagram and Facebook just to kind of drive traffic yeah. to the actual audio podcast itself. Sure. So, so how, that's something I, I want to talk about. So how do you look at or weigh or think about audio for the podcast versus like a YouTube view versus like a short view? Because like shorts probably going to get the most views or impressions, however you want to look at it. Right. And then probably it probably whittles down. Audio is very hard to get. I, podcasts are notoriously hard to grow. So how do you look at kind of 
okay, cool. It got a thousand views on a short. I got 15 views on a video and then I got 10 down. You know what I mean? How do you look at that? Yeah. So when we post a short, um, Chet, he's my brother-in-law. He's really good at looking at the analytics and everything. So we, when we post a short, we did one last week. It got like 1.4 thousand views right. uh, overnight. So we post all of our shorts at 8 p.m. Because okay. we figure the people that are scrolling during the right night. bed, yeah. Yeah. So we post them at 8 p.m. And then we look at the analytics of our downloads mm. for that Thursday nice. when the show actually launches on Apple. And then, okay, last week we were like, all right, we got four more downloads on top of our average. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so we've been seeing growth and we just started doing this really about two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been seeing growth, growth with that. And, you know, that's really just how we, you know, yeah. And analyze it, I guess. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I'd be curious cause it's almost like there's almost a service there or something that you could do because I think it is hard to attribute like, okay, number goes up hopefully, but it's like, yeah, how do you tie that back to any one thing? But that's a great way to do it. Like kind of like be consistent about the timing check on a regular basis and see if it, yeah, compared to the average. I like that a lot. Yeah. Hmm. That's super interesting. Um, something I did hear that might be coming along, um, is YouTube is supposedly yes. getting their own podcast app or podcast portion of the app. Yes. I've heard that. Um, there is, I don't know the link offhand. Um, but, According to uh, the Think Media podcast, which mm-hmm. is a podcast I listen to about about my industry and, and being on YouTube, they have shared that you know if you type in a certain URL, youtube.com slash podcast or sure. something like that, they're already setting it up. Right, right. Because YouTube wants to be the uh, platform for video podcasts. They're they are the king of search. I think being yeah. tied with Google and then just being like kind of evergreen and tied because it's impo- it's not impossible, almost impossible to like I don't know search podcast. Like it's basically like you hear about it from another podcast or you hear about it from your friend and that's how you download it. It's very hard to like, yeah, search it. But if it's YouTube and you search a, I don't know, specific person or topic and then a list of podcasts comes up and then you're like, Oh, I really like this. Like you would YouTube channel. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Cause if you could put in there like local Wichita podcasts, and have them all pop up. Because if you put right. that in the Apple, you're going to get stuff from all over the place. Right. That ties with just local, that ties with just Wichita, that ties with anything. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I yeah, that, I, I do believe that that is coming down the pike mm-hmm. for sure. Um, talk tech stuff just for a second. Yeah. Um, what kind of, what's your tech stack? So, like, if you're going out for a shoot, what kind of camera are you using um, for this podcast studio? What, what, what kind of setup do you have? Anything like that? Yeah. So <clears throat> honestly, I'm not too You don't crazy. have to go super in the weeds because I don't know any of this stuff. Yeah. I use my phone for all the videos. So just yeah. Any, anything. I'm, I'm not a crazy gearhead, okay. um, but I do like a good DSLR okay. uh, when I'm on the run and gun. And so I use a, it's a kind of an older camera, but it's a 5D, Canon 5D Mark IV. Okay. Um, I have heard of that, so... Yeah, good so, <laughs> so it's a really good camera. Since then, they've come out with, since I got that one, they've come out with a bunch of mirrorless ones mm-hmm. and stuff that I plan to upgrade to soon. Uh, but it but it works for me. Yeah. It still has super clean, crisp picture, good quality. And then what I'm filming this on now is this is this thing's been with me for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's an old camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Canon C100 series. Okay. And it's an actual video camera, so it's it's not a DSLR, right. but it does have, you can change out the lenses and sure. stuff to whatever you're shooting on. Very cool. But I use it for the podcast cause it doesn't turn off. Yeah. One thing about DSLR cameras, uh, most of them will cut out at like 
30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you haven't done anything, yeah. Yeah, you have to hit the record button again. So Uh, yeah, it's a pain. Yeah. So that's kind of my run and gun. Yeah. And Um, then uh, drone photography. Do you, what kind of, again, I I used to be, I've never like had like a nice drone, but I used to watch like Casey Neistat videos and I get really into like looking what the newest drones are, but what, what kind of drone do you use? Yeah. I use the DJI Mavic 2 Pro. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh dji is always they've always they've been the best yeah they always come out with the most advanced uh best quality drone that i've seen sure so yeah absolutely yeah. um cool before we kind of get to these questions that i ask everybody um do you have anything else to touch on with live local or trussell media now, I'll just say for Live Local, uh, we love to hear from people and if they know some spots that we haven't hit Man, hit us up or throw a comment on one of the videos, and I'll see it, and we'll we'll make it a point to go out to that place and and check out that restaurant and shine some light on some Perfect. places that people might not know. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Um, so these next kind of group of questions I stole from Tim Ferriss and a couple other podcasts I've listened to. Yeah. Um, so what is something you often recommend to people, whether it's books, podcasts, anything like that, TV shows? Um, podcasts, I recommend the unashamed podcast to a lot of people. Uh, it's, uh, it's the, uh, duck dynasty boys. That's right. I was like, I know I've heard of that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're from my neck of the woods They're They grew up in Monroe, which is about an hour and a half from, from Shreveport. So, but they have a really good podcast. They're, they're funny guys. If you liked duck dynasty, uh, you'll love their podcast, but they really dive into scripture Mm. a lot. So it's a good it's a good way to get, uh, you know, a good Bible study in with yeah. them. And that's something that, that I do and, oh, yeah. and love. And so they're a really good podcast, really good source for that. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's good too. Cause I think a lot of podcasts don't have that. Right. I think most of the podcasts, I, I have to go out of my way most of the time yeah. from like the normal podcast feed to find anything like that. So that's cool. Yeah. It's a really good one. What is your favorite failure in any aspect of your life? Failure. Wow. Hmm. I feel like, well, I will say in business, uh, running my own business, I feel like I've failed uh, being stuck in a cycle to where I do really good and then I do really bad and then I do really good and I do, and I get stuck in this cycle. Um, and I, but the good thing is I noticed it and I, did some things to to fight that, right? Mm-hmm. So I hired a business coach about a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and he, through the time and noticing the things that I'm doing, it's just having an outside source to show you and help you hold your hand along the way to break cycles mm-hmm. that, that are making you fail in life, like has been really good for me. Sure, yeah, But, but noticing true. that was, was the key. Absolutely. So. What is your definition of success? Um success i would definitely say there's a financial aspect to that but it's but it's a lot more than that it's uh for me personally it's helping it's serving people um to where they can use the content that we create through trussell media to really get their message out there to help more people Mm -hmm. so i look at our business as kind of like if you use us to help you create content to get you more business to where you can help people and mm-hmm. serve people, then that's what we want to do. Sure. So, yeah, I love that. And it's like, you could help five people, but those five people might be able to help 10 people each. So yeah, yeah really the, the most impact on the world. I love that. Yeah. 
Tell me about a life motto that you live by or what is some of the best advice you've ever received? Um, so really the what I kind of talked about earlier is not dwelling dwelling on the past and just staying more focused on the present uh, so that in the future you can be proud of what you've done today. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my new mantra, I guess. Yeah, no, I love that too. Uh, what is a habit that you've developed over the past few years that has most improved your life? Um, it's definitely not fitness, <laughs> <laughs> which that's probably a habit I'd need to to focus on. Uh, but when you say the word habit, I, I norm I just go to physical physical things. Sure. I think most people do. Um, but I have created a habit to where I fast mm-hmm. from. From Monday through Friday, I'll fast from like 8 p.m. the night before to at least 11 o'clock a.m. the next day. So I'm not a huge breakfast guy. Um, If I'm invited to breakfast, of course, I'll break fast and and, and go eat and have a – I actually did it this morning. So Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But that's one thing that's really helped me kind of stay in shape without without having to hit the gym every day and – so, which right. I do know I need to do, but <laughs> yeah, I, I've been a big proponent of intermittent fasting for a, a long time. So, oh, I, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that for sure. Cool. Again, I, if it's like I'm making pancakes for the girls, okay, I'm going to eat some pancakes. Right. But yeah. It, it, yeah. I try to, but yeah. Um, okay. Now the last couple questions are specifically about Wichita. So what is your favorite part of Wichita or what is a hidden gem that people might not know about? Um, I'll, I love that we have so many different cultures here in Wichita. And I feel like on the good months where, we ha- where we're having good weather, I mean, we're not, it's cold now, but once it starts warming up in the spring and summer, we're going to have this festival and that festival, just talking about different cultures, whether it be African-American, Asian, uh, Mexican culture, just, yeah. and man, the food that comes with that, it's just so good. And I just really look forward to those times when those festivals start popping up. Absolutely. And it is very diverse here. I don't think people, if you just came to Wichita, I don't think you'd realize until you kind of dive in. Yeah. Like how many Lebanese people are here or apparently right. how many people from El Salvador are here? Cause there's a bunch of pupusa right. places on exactly. the same street. So <laughs> yeah. there's a, gro- there's an El Salvador grocery store. Like apparently there's enough people to support that. You know, like yeah. I had no idea until this week about that. So it's very yeah. interesting. Um, you mentioned on your hard headed podcast, you do like a top three. Do you have a top three restaurants you would recommend to somebody? If they came to Wichita and didn't know anything? Oh, yeah. Well, number one, like you have to go to Little Saigon. That is one of my favorite restaurants. Uh, another place that I like to frequent is the Anchor, because mm-hmm. I think they have one of the best Rubens on the planet. Okay. I mean, that thing is so good, and they have those homemade chips that you can eat. Mm-hmm. So good. And I guess a third one, uh, I like... So, and it's right next to the anchor. It's in the meat market, the uh, Argentina's empanadas. Oh, yeah. They are so good for a quick lunch. You just bop in there. It takes her about eight minutes to heat it all up, and they put it in a little box. You get to pick three of them. They have dessert ones as well, and they give you a little sauce with it, chips and a Coke. It's like ten fifty. Dude, I love it. It's yeah. right down the street from oh, yeah. here. Oh, yeah. So, Carolina makes the best empanadas. Yeah. Those are amazing. They are phenomenal. For sure. So. Um, is there anything you wish Wichita had that it doesn't, or what would you improve about Wichita? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
I don't know if there's anything I'd improve. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh. I should have thought about this. No, that's great. <laughs> we'll put you on the spot. I think yeah. I've obviously had the chance to ask a bunch of people this and stuff, but I think my biggest saying is that we just don't utilize the river like we should. Like, oh, yeah. Why don't we have a, like a little strip with four restaurants right on the river or something like that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know. That's kind of where that would my cool. mind goes. But No, I did see like your uh, – I know we have Exploration Place, mm-hmm. but – what could we do to to bring something like the science tech thing? It was in your update, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It? Uh, Science City. Yeah, Science it, yeah, City. In Kansas City, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was cool. If we could do more things like that right? For that are more kid-focused, absolutely. I think that would be yeah. That and be Exploration really Place is incredible. So if you haven't oh. been there in a while, everybody go, but I yeah, agree. Absolutely. How do we get more of that type of stuff instead of – I understand where the business seed comes from for some things, but for, for background, um, I wrote a deep dive for the witch life update about union station and what, what, we, and right, what, what yeah. we could do with it because it's been a call center for the last however many years. And I'm like, okay, this seems like a big waste of a really cool building, right. but from occidental management who manages it makes sense. They wouldn't have been able to spend 50 million on renovations without a huge big company contract. Right. But what, we what need, else we could need, we do? We need to it? do better. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, last question. What does Wichita mean to you? Wichita, since we've been here, it has been like probably, probably the best place we could have moved to raise a family. I feel like there's so many good opportunities for kids here, uh, whether it be in the public school, private school sector, there's tons of extracurriculars. Sports are a huge thing here. Uh, I just think there there's not a better place we could have moved for for having kids. And when we moved here, God knew what he was doing. Because when we moved here, we had one kid. She was one years old or one year old. <laughs> and on the trip up here, my wife, you know, kind of figured out number two was on its way. Wow. And so, and now we have five kids together. And yeah, like I said, this this is probably the best place in the country we could have moved to raise a family. So, I love it. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you coming on, Troy. Where can people find uh, Trussell Media, Live Local? So Trussell Media is just trusselmedia.com and Trussell Media is our handle across all social media platforms. And then Live Local, livelocalict.com is the website, but you can find us if you just search for Live Local in YouTube, we'll pop up. Perfect. And also on uh, Instagram and Facebook as well. Perfect. And I'll make sure to link all that up, but I appreciate you coming on. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks, Landon. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wichita Life Podcast. Check us out on social media at Wichita Life ICT or our website, wichitalifeict.com. Huge thanks to Jake B for editing and producing our podcast. Have a good one and we'll see you next time.